Section five of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume Six. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume Six by Anonymous, translated by Richard Francis Burton. Section five. When it was the five hundred and forty-ninth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Sinbad the seaman continued, and when we had cast anchor, the merchants and the sailors landed with their goods to sell and to buy. Then the captain turned to me and said, Hark ye, thou art a stranger and a pauper, and tellest us that thou hast undergone frightful hardship. Wherefore I have a mind to benefit thee with somewhat that may further thee to thy native land so thou wilt ever bless me and pray for me. So be it, answered I, thou shalt have my prayers. Quoth he, Know then that there was with us a man, a traveller whom we lost, and we know not if he be alive or dead, for we had no news of him. So I purpose to commit his bales of good to thy charge, that thou mayst sell them in this island. A part of the proceeds we will give thee as an equivalent for thy pains and services, and the rest we will keep till we return to Baghdad, where we will inquire for his family and deliver it to them, together with the unsold goods. Say me, then, wilt thou undertake the charge and land and sell them as other merchants do? I replied, Hearkening and obedience to thee, O my lord, and great is thy kindness to me, and thanked him, whereupon he bade the sailors and porters bear the bales in question ashore and commit them to my charge. The ship's scribe asked him, O master, what bales are these, and what merchant's name shall I write upon them? And he answered, Write on them the name of Sinbad the seaman, him who was with us in the ship, and whom we lost at the Rook's island, and of whom we have no tidings. For we mean this stranger to sell them, and we will give him a part of the price for his pains, and keep the rest till we return to Baghdad, where, if we find the owner, we will make it over to him, and if not, to his family. And the clerk said, Thy words are apposite, and thy reed is right. Now when I heard the captain give orders for the bales to be inscribed with my name, I said to myself, By Allah, I am Sindbad the seaman. So I armed myself with courage and patience, and waited till all the merchants had landed and were gathered together, talking and chaffering about buying and selling. Then I went up to the captain and asked him, O my lord, knowest thou what manner of man was this Sindbad, whose goods thou hast committed to me for sale? And he answered, I know of him not, save that he was a man from Baghdad city, Sindbad hight the seaman, who was drowned with many others when we lay anchored at such an island, and I have heard nothing of him since then. At this I cried out with great cry, and said, O captain, whom Allah keep, know that I am that Sindbad the seaman, and that I was not drowned, but when thou castest anchor at the island I landed with the rest of the merchants and crew and I sat down in a pleasant place by myself, and ate somewhat of food I had with me, and enjoyed myself, till I became drowsy and was drowned in sleep. And when I awoke I found no ship, and none near me. These goods are my goods, and these bales are my bales, and all the merchants who fetch jewels from the Valley of Diamonds saw me there, and will bear me witness that I am the very Sinbad the seaman, for I related to them everything that had befallen me, and told them how you forgot me and left me sleeping on the island, and that betided me which betided me. When the passengers and crew heard my words, they gathered about me, and some of them believed me, 
and others disbelieved. But presently, behold, one of the merchants, hearing me mention the Valley of Diamonds, came up to me and said to them, Hear what I say, good people. When I related to you the most wonderful thing in my travels, and I told you that at the time we cast down our slaughtered animals into the Valley of Serpents, I casting with the rest, as was my wont, there came up a man hanging to mine, ye believed me not, and gave me the lie. Yes, quoth they, thou didst tell us some such tale, but we had no call to credit thee. He resumed, Now this is the very man, by token that he gave me diamonds of great value, and high price, whose like are not to be found, requiting me more than would have come up sticking to my quarter of meat. And I accompanied with him to Bassora city, where he took leave of us and went on to his native stead, whilst we returned to our own land. This is he, and he told us his name, Sinbad the seaman, and how the ship left him on the desert island. And know ye that Allah hath sent him hither, so might the truth of my story be made manifest to you. Moreover, these are his goods, for when he first foregathered with us he told us of them, and the truth of his words is patent. Hearing the merchant's speech, the captain came up to me and considered me straightly a while, after which he said, What was the mark on thy bales? Thus and thus answered I, and reminded him of somewhat that had passed between him and me when I was shipping with him from Bassora. Thereupon he was convinced that I was indeed Sinbad the seaman, and took me round the neck and gave me joy of my safety, saying, By Allah, O my lord, thy case is indeed wondrous, and thy tale marvellous, but lauded be Allah, who hath brought thee and me together again, and who hath restored to thee thy goods and gear. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the five hundred and fiftieth night, she said, it hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Sinbad the seaman thus continued. Alhamdulillah, quoth the captain, lauded be Allah who hath restored unto thee thy goods and gear. Thus I disposed of my merchandise to the best of my skill, and profited largely on them, whereat I rejoiced with exceeding joy, and congratulated myself on my safety and the recovery of my goods. We ceased not to buy and sell at the several islands till we came to the land of Hind where we brought cloves and ginger and all manner of spices. And thence we fared on to the island of Sindh, where also we bought and sold. In these Indian seas I saw wonders without number or count, amongst others a fish like a cow, which bringeth forth its young and suckleth them like human beings, and of its skin bucklers are made. There were eke fishes like asses and camels, and tortoises twenty cubits wide and I saw also a bird that cometh out of a sea-shell, and layeth eggs, and hatcheth her chicks on the surface of the water, never coming up from the sea to the land. Then we set sail again with a fair wind, and the blessing of Almighty Allah, and after a prosperous voyage arrived safe and sound at Bassorah. Here I abode a few days, and presently returned to Baghdad, where I went at once to my quarter, and my house, and saluted my family, and familiars, and friends. I had gained on this voyage what was beyond count and reckoning, so I gave alms and largesse, and clad the widow and the orphan, by way of thanksgiving for my happy return, and fell to feasting and making merry with my companions and intimates, and forgot, while eating well, and drinking well, and dressing well, everything that had befallen me, and all the perils and hardship I had suffered. These, then, are the most admirable things I cited on my third voyage, and to-morrow, and it be the will of Allah, you shall come to me, and I will relate the adventures of my fourth voyage, which is still more wonderful than those you have already heard, saith he who telleth the tale. 
Then Sinbad the seaman bade give Sinbad the landsman an hundred gold dinars as of want and called for food. So they spread the tables, and the company ate the night meal and went their ways, marvelling at the tale they had heard. The porter, after taking his gold, passed the night in his own house, also wondering at what his namesake the seaman had told him, and as soon as day broke, and the morning showed with its sheen and shone, he rose and praying the dawn prayer, betook himself to Sinbad the seaman, who returned his salute, and received him with an open breast, and cheerful favour, and made him sit with him till the rest of the company arrived, when he caused set on food, and they ate and drank, and made merry. Then Sinbad the seaman bespake them, and related to them the narrative of the fourth voyage of Sinbad the seaman. Know, O my brethren, that after my return from my third voyage, and foregathering with my friends, and forgetting all my perils and hardships in the enjoyment of ease and comfort and repose, I was visited one day by a company of merchants, who sat down with me and talked of foreign travel and traffic, till the old bad man within me yearned to go with them and enjoy the sight of strange countries and I long for the society of the various races of mankind, and for traffic and profit. So I resolved to travel with them, and buying the necessaries for a long voyage and great store of costly goods, more than ever before, transported them from Baghdad to Bassorah, where I took the ship with the merchants in question, who were of the chief of the town. We set out, trusting in the blessing of Almighty Allah, and with a favouring breeze and the best conditions we sailed from island to island, and sea to sea, till one day there arose against us a contrary wind, and the captain cast out his anchors, and brought the ship to a standstill, fearing lest she should founder in mid-ocean. Then we all fell to prayer, and humbling ourselves before the Most High, but as we were thus engaged, there smote us a furious squall which tore the sails to drags and tatters, the anchor cable parted, and the ship foundering, we were cast into the sea, goods and all. I kept myself afloat by swimming half the day, till, when I had given myself up for lost, the Almighty threw in my way one of the planks of the ship, whereon I and some others of the merchants scrambled. And Shahrazad received the dawn of the day, and ceased saying her permitted say. When it was the five hundred and fifty-first night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Sinbad the seaman continued as follows. And when the ship foundered, I scrambled on to a plank with some others of the merchants, and mounting it as we would a horse, paddled with our feet in the sea. We abode thus a day and a night, the wind and waves helping us on, and on the second day, shortly before the mid-time between sunrise and noon, the breeze freshened and the sea wrought, and the rising waves cast us upon an island, well-nigh dead bodies for weariness and want of sleep, cold, and hunger, and fear, and thirst. We walked about the shore, and found abundance of herbs, whereof we ate enough to keep breath in body, and to stay our failing spirits, then lay down and slept till morning hard by the sea. And when morning came with its sheen and shone, we arose and walked about the island to the right and left, till we came in sight of an inhabited house afar off. So we made towards it, and ceased not walking till we reached the door thereof, when, lo, a number of naked men issued from it and without saluting us or a word said, laid hold of us masterfully, and carried us to their king, who signed us to sit. So we sat down, and they set food before us such as we knew not, and whose like we had never seen in all our lives. My companions ate of it for stress of hunger, but my stomach revolted from it, and I would not eat it, and my refraining from it was, by Allah's favour, the cause of my being alive till now, 
for no sooner had my comrades tasted of it than their reason fled and their condition changed and they began to devour it like madmen possessed of an evil spirit then the savages gave them to drink of coconut oil and anointed them therewith and straightway after drinking thereof their eyes turned into their heads and they fell to eating greedily against their want when i saw this i was confounded and concerned for them nor was i less anxious about myself for fear of the naked folk so i watched them narrowly and it was not long before i discovered them to be a tribe of magian cannibals whose king was a ghoul all who came to their country or whoso they caught in their valleys or on their roads they brought to this king and fed them upon that food and anointed them with that oil whereupon their stomachs dilated that they might eat largely whilst their reason fled and they lost the power of thought and became idiots then they stuffed them with coconut oil and the aforesaid food till they became fat and gross when they slaughtered them by cutting their throats and roasted them for the king's eating but as for the savages themselves they ate human flesh raw when i saw this i was sore dismayed for myself and my comrades who were now become so stupefied that they knew not what was done with them and the naked folk committed them to one who used every day to lead them out and pasture them on the island like cattle and they wandered amongst the trees and rested at will thus waxing very fat as for me i wasted away and became sickly for fear and hunger and my flesh shrivelled on my bones which when the savages saw they left me alone and took no thought of me and so far forgot me that one day i gave them the slip and walking out of their place made for the beach which was distant and there espied a very old man seated on a high place girt by the waters i looked at him and knew him for the herdsman who had charge of pasturing my fellows, and with him were many others in like case. As soon as he saw me he knew me to be in possession of my reason, and not afflicted like the rest whom he was pasturing, so signed to me from afar, as who should say, Turn back, and take the right-hand road, for that will lead thee into the king's highway. So I turned back as he bade me, and followed the right-hand road, now running for fear, and then walking leisurely to rest me, till I was out of the old man's sight. By this time the sun had gone down and the darkness set in, so I sat down to rest and would have slept, but sleep came not to me that night for stress of fear and famine and fatigue. When the night was half spent I rose and walked on, till the day broke in all its beauty, and the sun rose over the heads of the lofty hills and athwart the low gravelly plains. Now I was weary and hungry and thirsty, so I ate my fill of herbs and grasses that grew in the island, and kept life in body and stayed my stomach after which i set out again and fared on all that day and the next night staying my greed with roots and herbs nor did i cease walking for seven days and their nights till the morn of the eighth day when i caught sight of a faint object in the distance so i made towards it though my heart quaked for all i had suffered first and last and behold it was a company of men gathering pepper grains as soon as they saw me they hastened up to me and surrounding me on all sides said to me who art thou and whence come I replied, Know, O folk, that I am a poor stranger, and acquainted them with my case and all the hardships and perils I had suffered. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. End of section 5